Recorded live. Praise Lord, Dr. Shaw. Praise him. How are you? Great yourself. Good. Good. Yeah, well, well thank you for... You? I'm doing well. Thank you for coming on the call. I um, It's just us right now. I think... Um, okay. I think the Shanks are at uh, Bishop Fitzpatrick's anniversary. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, Lisa and hopefully... Uh, Elder Dumas is going to get on. She's going to try to do a two-way, I think she said, to get him on. I don't know. He has problems dialing me in on the code. I don't know if he knows where the pound sign is or what the problem is, but she said she's going to help him out. So I don't think okay. he's over there. You said what? She's going to do a two-way to get him on, mm-hmm. if that works. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know, but she's going to try it. So okay, we'll if you would, all right, if you, let me step away for one moment, okay. and I'll be right back, and you'll be able to tell if somebody comes on, I believe. Okay. Hello? 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 Anybody on yet? Anybody on? Please forgive me. No one else is on. Okay. I um had to wake my wife up because she has remember 
Thursday she has I have to take her to work at uh oh, yeah. a little, after, little after nine. Uh-huh. A little after nine. Okay. And she's gotta work all night. Well she's gonna yeah. sleep part of the night, but she'll be out part of the night. Mhm. Mhm. Um, so they're gonna come on. That that's that's good. Um mm-hmm. it's very interesting because I I was laying on the floor kind of nodding for the last hour, hour and a half, and um, here she comes, amen. Mm. And uh, Hello. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, God bless you. Praise him. Okay, I got it down there. Good. So, so who do we have on the call? Uh, Sister Hamilton and Elder Doma, is she there, right? She's breaking up. Elder Doma? Okay. Yes, first of all. Okay. God bless you. God bless you all. Uh, thank the Lord for um, having this uh, kind of a conference call. It's called the Apostles' Roundtable. And yes, I do hear the uh, uh, the feedback, I guess. Yeah, can you do a pound six? Is it star six or something to do a mute or no? Or just be careful with the background. Background Um, noise. Which one of us? Um, I think that um, we were trying to do it on Elder Doom's phone. We were hitting the mute, but it wasn't taking out the sound. Oh, let me go back to this. Okay, is that better? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we um we welcome you to this call every Thursday. I hear my echo. I hear your echo too. I got an echo too. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, we're trying to take your echo. Elder Julius. Can you call? Can you call in directly? I, I tried for two weeks and I couldn't. It was something I could never get through. May May I ask? Um, may I ask uh, how How did you do it? Did you just dial the number? I dialed the number and they told me to put the code number in. When I put the code number in, they say uh, the code number will use. Uh, you know, uh, would make me go through. I dialed it and dialed and kept dialing. Okay. 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 Then may I ask you to do this? Put in. Uh, try. Try it again. One two nine nine eight eight pound. If it doesn't work, then press one pound after that. One two nine nine eight eight pound. Then one pound after that. And you should be able to connect. Okay, then, sir. I'll try that. Do you want to write that okay. down? Or? I had, I got it wrote down. Okay, just. Uh, oh, just add a one. Different, different, hold on a minute. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Close all the doors up. Oh, you're giving me another number. At the end, Susan says, after you put the code in. Okay, just one minute. 
He said, after the code, Apostle pound one or one pound? One pound after the, co- after the code. If it doesn't allow you in, press one pound. Okay. Uh, now give me the number again. Seven two four. Seven two four. Seven four four. Seven four four. Uh, four 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 four. Am I right? Am I getting the right number? Seven four four four. Please, please give it, Maddie. Please do it, because I'm. Okay. And another four. Yeah, let yeah, me sure it's four, right. Two four four seven four four.
Janine, would you pray? I haven't prayed for this call, please. Okay. Heavenly Father, we praise and thank you for this day that you have brought us to, Lord God. We thank you for uh, all you have done for preserving us, Lord God, and keeping us, Lord God, to come together on this roundtable to discuss topics that are at hand in today's uh, uh, life right now. And we ask that you uh, touch our facilitator as uh, the Lord guides him and that we would just be able to take in and even share some information that we may have as well. And uh, bless our newcomers that are coming on the phone, um, that they may also have an ear to hear uh, what is being shared on tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. And there is a feedback on the call. Yes, I am. Great. You got on, huh? Yes, ma'am. Wonderful. Keith, are you on? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Somebody might have their speaker on. I don't have my speaker. I turn my speaker off. Is that better? Um, I think so. No, I can hear feedback. Still. I don't have my. I don't have my. Well, a lot of times, saints. Uh, what has to happen is um, that when you're not talking, you just have to put on mute so you can just hear. And then when you want to speak, just release. But uh, nevertheless, we welcome you. We're glad to have you both on the call, Elder Dumas. I'm glad that that worked for you. Yes, sir. Did you have to go to the extra and press one pound at Yes, sir, Pastor. Uh, yes, sir. Well, that I don't know. I don't know why that works. Um, the instructions on TalkShoe do not give that. You know, they don't give that instruction. But uh, somebody was calling from the Bahamas, and they told me they had to do it, and it's been working ever since. Uh, I do appreciate you coming on. So, if everybody can uh, go on mute until I. Uh, there. And if it doesn't, we'll just keep talking. And it sounds like it stopped. Um, nevertheless, uh, uh, again, I uh, welcome you to the Apostles' uh, Roundtable. I'm not going to uh, speak long. I do want some interaction. I, I kind of feel also that uh, Dr. Shaw has something to say, and that's not uh, a suggestion. I just feel that she does. Um, but um, I was um, in a conversation earlier uh, today and saying something about the kingdom of God um, is built on relationships. And I was laying here on the floor, and uh, sleep, nodding, etc., <laughs> dreaming a little bit, and that never left me. And um, just going to say that, uh, um, say something about that. And then, if um, uh, last week I was talking about uh, some areas of deliverance from last uh, Thursday, and uh, if we want to venture into that. I can bring that forth also. 
but I want to just share that um, um, this concept of um, the kingdom of God being built on relationships and uh, because we're all part of the body of Christ and uh, we're all members, one in particular. Uh, you are brothers and sisters in the Lord and we've been called uh, to bring forth and establish by the Spirit of the Lord the kingdom of God and his government. And um, I'm so delighted to uh, welcome you all on uh, the call tonight. And um, this is the type of scenario that forges and puts together uh, relationships. And sometimes you don't know why. Sometimes you don't know why people uh, connect to each other. Um, a lot of times the Lord will uh, put place people in your life or add people to your life or let you meet people. And, you know, it's not just to eat chicken and, uh, and black-eyed peas or anything, but it's for a, uh, I hope nobody's laughing, uh, but it's, it's for uh, his kingdom uh, agenda. And that's what this uh, calls about. It's about God's kingdom agenda. Um, a little over three years ago, the uh, Lord instructed me to uh, start this. Um, it's a leadership uh, uh, call to discuss things concerning leaders and um, pertaining to himself, of course. And um, I embrace all of you as leaders in your various capacities, your uh, you're a part of uh, God's leadership. And so um, we um, um, just kind of given like an introductory uh, uh, statement. I don't know where uh, this statement is going as far as your feedback or your uh, particular uh, response. But I want to welcome your response. So, if anybody wants to uh, share or talk, amen. You know, just unmute, and uh, this is a free, um, this is a, you know, free discussion. The reason why it's called uh, the round table is because everybody's equal. So you know, we're not here, um, uh, we're not here on the call, you know, as the uh, general manager, and you know, you're the uh, subordinate or anything like that. You know, everybody here is equal. We're all servants of the Lord. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, we take off our titles to edify, embrace, to um, build up and support and encourage uh, and sharpen each other in the spirit and uh, sometimes even emotionally, so, you know. So we're here to sharpen uh, each other on this uh, call. So please uh, feel free and uh, it may be that uh, you're not used to uh, talking on a conference call where you're not, uh, you can't see the person. Uh, when I first started this call three years ago, that's how I felt. And um, uh felt kind of apprehensive of talking on the phone and not seeing people's faces. I'm used to it now, though. So I kind of welcome uh, you to uh, uh, the roundtable and who wants to share or open up or, or, or say something? Just unmute yourself and uh, just continue. 
I do. Uh, if you don't mind. Of course, sure. <laughs> okay. I, I just want to say this is a great time uh, for the discussion that has been going on in the last, um, well, I know twice on the calls and then the lessons that have been preached at the church. But not only that, but last week I was uh, with my cousins uh, at church in, in Orlando, and um, uh, we were at the, their church name was the River of Life Church. And um, it was kind of um, on the order of like the word church, if anybody's familiar with that. It's really uh, uh, high in the spirit and uplifting, encouraging. Um, Worship service was off the chart. And um, the pastor and his wife had just come back from, um, I want to say Ethiopia, but I forgot to where they were. They were out of the country. And they were just coming back, and they were talking about how glad they were to be back. And um, the subject that the pastor preached, um, the pastor is Deborah and Martin Jackson. Um, The pastor preached about um, uh, fear and the effects of fear and how it affects relationships. And I was like, wow. And, And he, you know, it was just resonating. Uh, on the same order that you have been preaching, Apostle, and in the areas of deliverance and what we have to do as a church to learn how to cast out fear and that perfect love is what casts out fear and how relationships change and and that encounter with wrong spirits, you know. And um, so it, it was a matter of spiritual manipulation that, that causes some people to have certain fears about things. And and God is looking for someone with no fear and um, and that we're on an assignment. And um, then he expounded on the dangers of fear in the life of the saints. And it was just so heavy. It was just, you know, just a reminder, just a confirmation of what already has been taught and um you know, how uh, it can influence our lives and get in the way of what God has us to to do when, um, you know, we start thinking a whole nother way and, you know, we have to think about what God wants us to do and not, you know, what uh, we or other other people want us to do under certain influences. So it was pretty strong and I, I just, um, I'm encouraged by the teachings that have been brought forth because it definitely has been, even in a um, prophetess uh, Patricia's class as well, the subject comes up, that comes back up again. So this is a great time, obviously, that the subject is being addressed on all levels, and I I just appreciate how God does things. He's so strategic. I I just appreciate it. That's all I wanted to say. Amen. Very good. Very good. Excellent. Uh, Anyone else? Uh, we have, um, um, you may not know, uh, we have Dr. Shaw, uh, Dr. Shaw, we have Dr. Deneen, Deneen Hatcher-Charlton on the call. And uh, Deneen, you may not know um, the two other people that are on the call. Um, can you kind of introduce yourself, please? Uh, praise the Lord, saints of God. This is Dr. D. from Cleveland, Ohio, member of the Temple International, where the pastor is Apostle Martin L. Griffin. Amen. 
So it's a pleasure to be on the call with all of you on tonight. Amen. God bless. And um, um, we have uh, Tisa Hamilton, right? Tisa? Yes. Praise the Lord. Tisa Hamilton from High Point, North Carolina. I'm from Cleveland, um, Calvary Apostolic Assembly, but I'm uh, relocated here down in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And we have Elder Dumas. Elder Dumas, you there? Praise the Lord. 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 Praise the I enjoy uh, working for the Lord, so we just thank God for the peoples of God. Uh, Amen. Amen. We have somebody else. We have somebody else coming on the call in a minute. I just have them to share who they are. Was somebody was going to say something? Yeah, I wanted to um, also say I had one more person on with me, which is Tajane, my grand my granddaughter. She's sitting in. She sat in yesterday in the Bible study. And she's sitting in today, um, eight-year-old. What, what's her name? Her name is Taji. Taji. Eight years old. Okay, yes. I remember that. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to I wanted to ask a question um, that I had uh, the other week. Elder Dumas, are you there? Yes, sir. Do you know why? Are you aware? I, I don't know if you grew up in that area, but do you know why? Uh, uh, one second, one moment. Somebody's coming on a call. Just kind of uh, letting every letting everybody know who's on the call. We have uh, Prophet Rosalind Collender from New York. She's on the call too. Um, so, Elder Dumas, do you know why they call High Point, North Carolina, High Point? Why it was named High Point? Uh, I think it's what the the elevation, the height of High Point, it kind of mm-hmm. set up on, you know, like a hill. Okay. High. okay. They sit down, all other towns sit down under High Point. I think High Point is a high elevation. Okay. okay. Because, um, Dr. Charles, you remember last night? Deneen, do you remember last night yeah. when I was teaching? Uh, yes. Deuteronomy 7, 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And um, we have the echo again. If you all can hear it, do you all hear the echo? Yeah. If you're uh, not speaking, can you just mute it until you, you know, until, until you respond? And okay. everybody, please feel free to speak. Please feel free to articulate, to uh, give feedback, to share something. All you got to do is just start talking. I appreciate it. But last night we were talking out of a uh, teaching class out of Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 1 and 2. Uh, we taught this also last Thursday night about um, the fact that the Lord uh, told Moses, told the children of Israel that I'm going to you know, certainly give you the promised land and before you go and possess it, there are seven nations that I'm going to give into your hands. Hands, you're going to smite them. You're going to defeat them. And you're going to remove them out of the land, and then possess the territory. Seven nations, 
he said they were greater and mightier than you. So last night I dealt with the third uh, nation, I believe, which was called the Amorites. And it's very interesting that I asked you that, Elder Dumas, when you said it was uh, the high point, North Carolina is up, you know, higher elevation than all the other um, uh, cities or whatever below it, because that is the description of the uh, uh, nation called the Amorites. They were uh, mountain dwellers. They they dwelt upon uh, the mountain. And um, because uh, they dwelt upon the mountain, the other nations were below them. And over a period of time, they had received this, uh, well, let me just say this. Those seven nations in uh, Deuteronomy 7, 1 and 2 represent uh, different spirits, demonic spirits, influences, um, to us today in 2016. And uh, the Amorite or the Amorite spirit, uh, because it dwelt on mountains, uh, represented a, uh, well, let me just say this. Deneen, do you remember what I said last night? <laughs> do you remember one thing that I said? Um, Dr. The, Shaw. the Amorites. The Amorites but, were up there uh, in the mountain. They were territorial. They looked down basically on everyone else. Um, they were domineering. Um, being at the uh, height level, it kind of made them, you know, not approachable. And in a sense, a word that came up last night, they had like a bullying spirit because they just thought they were better than everyone else and they were protecting uh, their territory because if you are – at a height level, if you're at a higher height, you have a better advantage over approaching enemies. Amen. Very, very, very good. We're going to give you A for the class last night. Amen. Bless you. Uh, but she's she's very uh, uh, correct. They were territorial. They were in, they had the spirit of intimidation. They became very uh, because they were existed on the mountain. They became very proud. Uh, they were very, uh, pr- um, they operated in pride. And uh, I even mentioned, amen, uh, that this bullying, intimidating spirit uh, even uh, tapped into the realm of, of witchcraft uh, um, um, because they attempted to exert their uh, influence um, upon the other nations below them because they, uh, over time, lived upon the mountain. And uh, uh, they had the height advantage for military purposes, if you will. Anytime that you, you know, go into, uh, uh, you fight in the military, you always find the best ground to begin your attack. And so um, what she's, what Deneen has described uh, can be seen a lot of times. And as I said, taught last night, uh, yes, you can see that in the world. But you also see it exhibited in the uh, uh, in the so-called churches, not not God's uh, uh, spotless bride, if you will, but in what I call the um, nominal church, or you know the uh, carnal church, if you will. Um, have so by describing what we've described about the Amorite spirit, 
and kind of relating it to, um, and I'm not saying high point, I'm not saying high point is like that, but it's, I'm saying that it reminded me of the uh, Amorites and the Amorite spirit. Um, can you um, see any of that uh, in that area? Elder Dumas, Tisa, can you see any of that in that area? Well, um, um, it's, I guess, you know, this, this is something that we see um, in, you know, in cities, uh, in High Point, and uh, there's, you know, there's people that um, have their own corner mind and they have their own uh, ways um, about the body of Christ and uh um, I guess uh, it is this, you know, is this in high point? Uh, 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 people are very independent. They, you know, they. Uh, so I can say yes. It, 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 it's uh, it's here in the city. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's in, our, it's in our city also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the high point was is uh you know it's a place that um is setting up above above sea level. So we however have storms, we have not we don't have like really tornadoes coming through. But it's a, it's a city that where people is is a very independent and they they very uh um, cautious uh, you know they got their own set mind yeah. amen and and so, and sometimes this kind kind of um uh, emotionalism if you will uh is so predominant that it it it'll, it'll take over a um uh, it'll influence a ministry. It'll influence the church environment or the church atmosphere. Um, this Amorite spirit is a controlling spirit if, um, uh, because it's intimidating and it's uh, bullying. And I'm sure all of us have experienced uh, where um, sometimes leadership, and not just leaders, but other people in um uh, in a ministry, uh, who say they're saved, but yet they're uh, territorial or they're uh, uh, very controlling. They want their way, and they want their. Um, uh, they try to push their way, uh, uh, you know, s- s- spiritually as, as a maneuver to um, uh, have their way uh, be the only way. Or their purposes to be the only purpose, Amen. That's uh, established. I also mentioned last night that um, this um, Amorite spirit is a spirit that likes to hear itself talk. Uh, I said that it was. Uh, uh, it's very predominant in Hollywood and whatever you know. Where uh, one of the uh, names uh, definitions of the Amorite spirit means it's re- renowned. Um, where a person who has become renowned and 
the spirit uh, likes to hear itself talk and likes people to talk uh, about them, wants to be seen, wants to be up front, wants to be the center of attention. And, it's, and, and I, I mentioned this, and I'm going to open up this for um, discussion for or feedback from anybody. I'm going to get quiet in a moment, in one moment. But um, uh, this is a type of spirit that likes to, uh, you know, be called up front, as I said, and be seen. And uh, there are times when we see people, we interact with people, and uh, we hear, you know, them talk, or we see their personality, and a lot of times we brush off their um, emotional or personality issues or whatever. Sometimes there are times, though, that that is the indicator. Those those issues in people's lives, uh, and I may include myself, where there is a uh, activity in the demonic, and I'm not saying that the person is demon possessed. I'm not saying that. But um, the enemy can suggest, uh, he can try to influence the way we think, because the battle is in our the battle is in our minds, and sometimes we receive um, suggestive ideas or thought patterns uh, that become strongholds that are not aligned with the will of God, and they have to uh, be brought down. So let's open up this for discussion after we've said all this. Uh, anyone? Anyone? Dr. Shaw, you there? Uh, yes. You want to start out? <laughs> um, okay. Um, okay. Anybody feel free to... Share any uh, respond anything about what we Okay, said. I have to make sure my my button was off. Um, I think that's something that happens um, in many places. Um, yes. And um, especially, I I have a thing about being around a lot of crowds, a lot of people at one time, because I feel so many different things happening at the same time. But you can spot certain personalities, as as you said, some people want to be seen or, you know, when you were talking about the um, Amorites, that uh, they were wanted to be not only territorial, but they're into themselves. You know, it's all about me, 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 and um, wanting to be noticed. And yet uh, there are strongholds under that that there's some type of power presented there. But um, I think... We have to remain focused, and you know we have to hear what God is saying. Sometimes it's hard to hear what God is saying when there's a lot of noise going on, and everybody's talking because everybody has certain things on them, and um, not everybody's listening either. But you know, um, it it takes quiet times that you have to sometimes set yourself aside. And, and take some time out to listen to what God is trying to tell you uh, or hear or, or take time out to call them up and pray, you know, over certain situations and 
um, to release, because you can feel a strong hold on you too. Uh, I don't know if you can, but I, I know you can feel certain pressures of different things coming on you at certain times when you should be like over here and you're thinking, but you're feeling this other um, thing that's on you and, and you, you got to shake it off or you need to go and fast or you need to go in and get on your knees and pray you know, uh, when those things happen. You need quiet time so you can shake that thing off. You know, and that's kind of how I have to deal with things. And I, I have to get within myself when I start feeling certain things trying to even rise up in me. So um, I think it's something we all have to deal with when we recognize what it is. And, and this, you know, helps us know what each, you know, spirit or influence does uh, over us and how we can um, we we can uh, get around that, how we can overcome that, that it doesn't manipulate our thinking or our ways and, and it doesn't manifest itself in us because, you know, we can't serve two gods. You've got to deal with the only one true God in your spirit. And so to clean that out and not let any other spirits get in, you know, if it takes turn the TV off, turn the TV off. If it takes take the music down, take the music down. If it, if it takes get out of the atmosphere, get out of the atmosphere. And so um, it's just different ways to handle different things. And atmosphere has, you know, a lot to do with it. It's atmospheric interruption that causes different waves to come in, like, you know, sound waves and things. And I just think there are so many different influences that we have to be alert and aware of. That's all I have. Anyone else? Boss, may I speak? Oh, yes. Please feel free. Please feel free. Please feel free. Uh, uh, I was uh, looking, uh, thinking, when I see people's, with you know, and with a boasting spirit, and with um, a pride spirit, uh, they just listen. You know, they 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 want you to listen to them. That, but then when you speak, uh, they even ready to go. Uh, and I, when I see people like that, I thank God that you know that. I don't have that kind of spirit about me, I, you know. I'm, you know, when I see other people act different, different spirits uh, and reaction of being different, but I thank God that I said I thank God that I don't have that jealous spirit, that boasting spirit, that I just can't stop and listen to somebody, and I always want somebody to listen to me. But I don't have that common spirit to listen to somebody else, and we you know, and to my spirit, to myself, I thank God that you know um, that I'm able to listen uh, uh, at people's, and I don't have to be out front. I don't have to. I I can play in the back. In the back, I don't have to be up to the front, but. A lot of people, they that, that's their spirit. They want to be up to the front. They want to be seen. Um, um, I was thinking on when Mary Martha was um, 
um, and Mary was washing Jesus' feet, and, and Martha was, uh, she got jealous of Mary washing Jesus' feet. But Jesus let her know that she was doing the good things. But then that that had been going on, jealous had been going on for a long time. But we have to learn how to handle people with that jealous spirit. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 uh, but Mary, you know, we, we have gifts. We have gifts. Um, Mary, Mary was a servant. She was called to be a servant. And it's different when you call or when you train to be something. When you call, you do a better job. But when somebody else trains, you don't know. Uh, you cannot see the the dangers and the, the outline. But you know, we, we you know we should be thankful when we see people with a jealous spirit, uh, with a boasting spirit, with a pride spirit. So we should be grateful to be thanking God that we don't. We got that way. And that's all I have to say, Pastor. All right. All right. Any others on the call want to comment? Uh, that was very interesting. The fact that he brought up, which I would think about bringing up too, we have to think about the other person. It's not us just seeing uh, the person, what they're doing, but that person right there um, eventually needs to come to uh, the knowledge of what's going on in their life and how they are moving forward or carrying on or the animal right spirit in them or whatever. So we have to pray for that person that God will reveal to them what's going on in their life as well as us trying to, you know, work along with that person or deal with that person. And as Elder Dumas has said, um, we all have our, our gifts. And, you know, we talked about that, being able to uh, glean from one another. And people, other people may specialize in something maybe you don't specialize. Maybe you can do it, but maybe it's not necessarily your specialty. And, you know, as sometimes we know, too, that maybe what your specialty at your job may not necessarily be your specialty in, in ministry but you may be able to do it, you know, partially or whatever, but that's not what you're necessarily geared for right there. So um, I think uh, we need to pray for the other person, and it needs to be brought to their attention. This is the spirit that you're operating in, and, you know, deal with it, uh, comfort, mm-hmm. you know, see how we are going to bring about a change. Because uh, if people get haughty or whatever, they're they're going to walk o- away from that, being that's not them, or it, because we want to pet that demon sometimes. So um, that that's something we get, we have to come to the reality of what is working in our lives, and we probably all had something that was working in our lives, and it probably still is. We're just conquering them, maybe one issue at a time. Just like uh, we're getting the fruits of the spirit, we we are taking uh, upon those fruits. We're grasping those fruits maybe one at a time. We don't get them just a lump sum all at one time. <laughs> it's a, a process, as we like to say. So it's as we move in progress that we start to obtain the different fruits of the spirit. So just like we have, we're obtaining the fruits of the spirit, we're losing some other issues that are tagging behind us. 
and we have to recognize or or it has to be brought to our attention what is tagging uh, behind us, what is holding us back, what is that stronghold, what is that rope that is around our waist that every time we try to move forward, it pulls us back. So what is holding mm-hmm. us up on this, this high mountain, you know, that, it, you know, God will pull us down from. You know, he do it himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say this, that uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, uh, in ministry, I felt compelled by the Spirit to uh, confront, um, to re- what came up out of me to confront uh, an individual. Um, it was in service and um, said that they had uh, um, were controlling. And um, later on, they, you know, um, apologized or repented of it. So uh, there are times when, uh, like you said, you can't pet stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do, it'll just perpetuate, just continue. Had, uh, things have to be confronted. And a lot of times people are not uh, confrontational. Uh, there's some things that just have to be um, confronted and dealt with uh, head on to um, bring about um, um, the deliverance of it. So we haven't, um, not putting anybody on spot. If I mention your name, you know, you don't have to say anything because I'm not trying to force anybody to speak or whatever. Just want to hear uh, from anyone else. Uh, any comments? And yeah. so we've, we've we've kind of identified these uh, attributes of this Amorite spirit. So how do we challenge it? Please continue. Oh, I just I wanted to mention um, when we were talking about the elevation, and Matthew five came to mind, um, where the Lord was saying, "You're the light of the world, a city." that is set up on a hill, cannot be hidden. And I guess sometimes we focus on perhaps the strength of a particular position that the enemy may have. Um, It it may sound like the Amorites being in an elevated place was advantageous, and for them there were some advantages to it. But also for those who are on the lower level, it gives you a better view of the enemy. Things that are elevated are easily seen. They don't just have a good vantage point for seeing everything that's around them, but it gives everyone that's below them or surrounding them an opportunity to see them better. Um, I also thought about you know, how the enemy sometimes believes that he has an advantage because he relegates God to only being able to operate under certain conditions. And it reminded me of 1 Kings, the 20th chapter, where, um, let me look at it for a minute so I can talk about it properly. Um, and while you're looking at it, what did you say um, um, when you're a, a lower, you have a better view of what? When you're, let's say you're, you're, at you're closer to sea level. It's easier to see the thing that's elevated. Oh, um, yes. One of the reasons that a lighthouse works is because it's higher than everything else. And the light is there, so you can see it from wherever you are. So, it, you know, we also have an advantage, even if the enemy seems to be in an elevated place. If he's in the heavenly, we can see how he's operating. And we don't have to have to be threatened or feel threatened by the fact that 
it looks like he's in a place of advantage. We have to realize that no matter what's going on, we're still in a position of power. Whether he's above or below, we are still in a position of power. We have a vantage point, and God you know, gives us that position of authority that guarantees us victory if we see as he shows it to us, if we see as he sees, and we don't um, you know, misinterpret the situation by our natural eyes. Um, it's First Kings 20 when Ben-Hadad attacked Samaria, and at one point, I think it's in the 28th verse, he says, or the, the prophet comes and he says that basically, um, I'll read it. Uh, I'll get into your hand. Uh, easier to just read it than try to make reference. But uh, the man of God came up and told the king of Israel, "This is what the Lord says: Because the Arameans think that the Lord is a God of the hills and not yes. a God of the valleys, I will deliver this vast army into your hands, and you will know that I am the Lord. Because the enemy thinks that he has an advantage." Mm-hmm. As, as he has always been trying to make himself equal with God, even though he was cast out of heaven, he's not accepting that second place. He's still trying to find a place of equality, superiority. But the Lord said, because the enemy has this attitude, he assumes that there is some place that gives him an advantage over me and over you as my people, then I'm going to defeat him wherever he is. The enemy assumed in this this passage that God could only give them victory if they were in the hill. So the Lord decided to deliver them in the valley just to show that he's not limited by demographics. He's not limited by location, an elevation, or a low plane. Wherever, Wherever we are, he is, and victory is guaranteed. He's not limited by anything that's going on. So that's, that's what I got out of it. Amen. Amen. Very good. Very good. Anybody um, uh, comment, feedback, or anything else anybody wants to share? Uh, Prophet Connor, that was r- real good right there uh, to to uh, show us that there's still victory from the valley as well. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> amen. But I, I also want to go back to when I say fruit of the spirit, you know, so many times we say fruit because there's many attributes, but it is just one fruit. So I just wanted to make sure we just made that plain one fruit of the spirit. It just has all these different attributes attached to it. Amen. And <laughs> just wanted to bring that back. <laughs> uh, Tisa, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm Do you have any um, comments or anything you want addressed or? No, not yet. I'm just taking notes and helping the grandbaby take her notes. Okay, okay. And uh, again, um, the basis of this was uh, Deuteronomy 7, 1 and 2, seven nations. You know, it talks about seven nations there, but we know that in the Old Testament there were more than uh, seven nations. You know, the Philistines are not even mentioned there, etc. But these seven nations were the um, uh, the strong men, uh um, uh, representation of the uh, demonic strongmen of the Old Testament, and um, you know the warfare that uh, occurs internally, uh, sometimes in our lives and externally. 
that uh, have to be addressed to um, go forth in, in maturity and and possession of uh, what God has promised uh, to us. One of the things I must say, though, um, is I kind of uh, uh, do a summation is that the Lord said to Israel, I'm going to, and I'm paraphrasing, place these nations in your hands and you have to smite them. In other words, there's a responsibility for the people of God to confront and deal with the enemy. Not, I think as Denise says, not to pet them, you know, not to overlook the enemy, but to challenge you know, we we come in the name of the Lord. We have to challenge the enemy, which is uh, indicative of uh, what happened with uh, Goliath when he challenged um, Israel and King Saul. You know, for forty day for forty days he had them scared. Mm. Goliath did, and uh, they came out to battle. They came with their armor. They came with their sword, their shields, but no one would go into the valley to fight the giant because. He was bigger and mightier than them. Mm-hmm. And it just, so ha- it just so happens that Jesse s- said to David, you know, take, you know, uh, uh, take these, uh, take the donuts and coffee, take them <laughs> to your brothers, <laughs> take them to your brothers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the timing of God is so perfect. And he goes out there just as Goliath is challenging Israel. And, um, uh, David, of course, you know the scripture. David, of course, mm-hmm. says, well, who is this uh, uncircumcised Philistine that's challenging the armies of the living God? Who is this? Well, first of all, even before that happens, you know, his brother, his oldest brother, basically said to him, why are you out here? You know, you're, you're just trying to be seen or something like that. So that was a distraction of the enemy. Mm-hmm. The enemy, The enemy actually saw the knew the anointing upon his life because he had already destroyed the uh, uh, lion and the uh, uh, bear. Uh, But he persevered about that, and as we know, he killed what? He killed Goliath. So I want to say this kind of in summation, if if you're writing Tisa or whoever. So David, David kills a lion. He kills a bear. And then he kills Goliath. Um, I used to know. I used to know this from memory. And uh, the lion, the bear, and Goliath, and I can't remember what the, uh, Goliath represents. But he killed the. He he came against the three strongholds in the spiritual realm. He he destroyed um, uh, uh, death, um, spirit of Jezebel. And um, something else I can't even remember now. Maybe I shouldn't have started. Maybe it'll come to me. But uh, he, he, the th- three things challenged him, and he defeated them all. And I, I say this to say that we we have to. Um, maybe we're naturally non-confrontational, but when the spirit of the Lord comes upon you, you will be confrontational, and you will not allow things to uh, challenge you or hinder or oppose the things of God. And uh, so, um, you know, just allow the, you know, 
don't don't allow anybody for tonight. Don't allow anybody to intimidate you, bully you. Um, when people come become territorial, if it has anything to do with um, your uh, progress or what God has assigned you to do, you have to deal with it. And you have to deal with it in the spirit. You have to deal with it in the name of the Lord. But God gives you the victory to what? Overcome. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Um, so, nevertheless, uh, thank the Lord for this uh, call. I don't know if all minds, as they used to say in the church, all hearts and minds uh, clear. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I'm laughing because no, they weren't when they said that because people were thinking about what they're going to go eat. But um, <laughs> <laughs> anybody have any last minute comments? Uh, I do. Yes. Um, just to make a mention, uh, I'm not sure. I know um, um, Prophetess uh, Callender had uh, introduced herself earlier on the call, and um, I just wanted to let Elder Dumas know, and, and we'll talk about this, that uh, Apostle Griffin and I are already planning on um, coming out uh, to North Carolina, and the dates are going to be the first week in uh, December. And uh, Apost- I mean, um, Prophetess Colander is also going to join us. Uh, she wanted to come, and we definitely want to welcome her uh, with this, with us on this trip. So um, we're going to be talking about this uh, as time goes on, but I just wanted to introduce you, Elder Dumas, to Prophetess Rosalind Callender, who is also on the call, and you'll be able to meet her when she comes with us. Amen? Amen. I'm sorry, my phone went off and I had to call again. <laughs> okay. I was just saying that I just wanted the both of them to meet while they're on the call, and I said that we will continue to talk as time gets closer, that she will be joining us on our trip out there. All right, all right. Amen. Praise Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, we just need to know, we just need to we, uh, we don't have a time or date, so that's what's necessary. Right. I'm working on that. We're getting that together now. Okay. And I'll good. get back. I'll be contacting everybody uh, with that. And uh, I did get on Facebook with uh, Prophetess Calendar. And thank you for your Facebook request, my sister. Um, I will be getting your phone number so I can stay in contact with you, too. All right, well, thank the Lord for you all calling. This is a, um, 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 uh, Ro- Rosalind had a problem with the phone. That's why she didn't respond. I'm just letting you all know. That's why she, she didn't respond. Um, but uh, thank you, uh, Dr. Shaw. Thank you, Deneen. Thank you, Elder Dumas. Thank you, Tisa. Uh, thank you, uh, um, Rosalind. For being on the call tonight, appreciate you all. Every Thursday evening at eight o'clock, this is the um, uh, format. Sometimes other people are teaching or talking. Sometimes it's just an open forum where you just talk about whatever comes to your heart. 
but we appreciate you all and uh, thank the Lord for the um, the grandchild, the eight-year-old that's on the call. Taji. Uh, Taji, even bless you. And um, thank you. Oh, this is you. How are you? Good. Good. How's school? Good. Do you like school? <laughs> okay, good, good. Good. Well, we welcome you. We're glad to have you. And uh, thank the Lord amen, that our call was uh, even conducive uh, for um, somebody a little younger than us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Dr. Shaw, would you kind of dismiss us? Uh, Yes. Um, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord, with thanksgiving. We give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory, Lord, for overseeing and looking after us in our lives on a daily basis with our families. We thank you, Lord, for giving us a vision, the purpose, a desire, We thank you, Lord, for giving us wisdom and direction and instruction. We ask, Lord, that you continue to bless us with the word and keep us with the word on our going and coming out. We thank you, Lord, for all things, and we thank you for each other. We thank you for this call and the fellowship. In Jesus' blessed name, amen. Amen, and God bless you all. Have a great evening. Good night. Amen. Amen.